3: Welcome back to Standing By, an after-show special with our star-studded cast of The Bystanders, hosted by creators Ash Lenzian, Heather Morris, and myself, Jacqueline Hales. Today's guests are creators Ash Lenzian, Heather Morris, and myself. It's us. We're not lying. It's us. <laughs> it's us. It's us.
0: And we are literally the best in the business. Yes. I mean, we don't need to name off our credits. We're just so incredible here for everything we've done.
3: <laughs> That's exactly right, Heather. <laughs>
0: So enjoy some chatting, and we actually have another guest joining us later. Oh, yes. Matt. Matt. Matt's it. And us, kind of. Yeah.
3: <laughs> enjoy. Here we are,
1: ladies. Here we are, ladies.
0: <laughs> 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 Try and make this or- as organic as possible. Right. Oh. Yeah. Well, we-, we wanted to get together, the three of us, and kind of share everything we know, did experienced with the bystanders. We thought it'd be fun for the audience to hear it from our perspective and Mm -hmm. just the process. So let's go through how did the bystanders all begin?
2: Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we were hiking and there were these people like in the far distance and how little do they know we could see them like their silhouettes. And then we joked about how What if something happened to them? Like they fell down or someone ran up and did something. And we were so far away that it's like we saw something, but we couldn't do anything about it. And then from that, I thought of the story when I was in college about the bystander effect and Mm. how there was that whole Kitty Genovese story, which that story has more than it meets the eye. That was definitely blown out of proportion into what actually happened in that true story. So disclaimer there, we're not... (laughs) We, we took that and we definitely expanded on, well, our group of people, why, what's a reason why they wouldn't do anything. And that spiraled into these ideas of
3: like, and then we were just joking about the people that didn't do anything. And what if that was a series? Yeah. And we were like, that's an interesting story. And then we spun it into like this kind of a dark comedic place and Kind of shelved it for a second, yeah. and then kept revisiting it. it like, wouldn't let us go. It like kept coming back into our life, like, write us,
2: yeah, <laughs> write the story, it's just like, yeah, exactly. like write about these people. And then I was hanging out with Heather one time, and we just were talking about like things that we were working on and milling over and all that. And uh, I gave her a quick elevator pitch of of me and Jacqueline's idea here. and,
0: sparked well, something. Even, yeah. It's not even like you were pitching it. You were just talking about yeah, was just it, which I think we all do in conversation. Like yeah. as creatives, we're just like, Oh, we've been talking about this with a friend recently. And we think it would be such a fun idea, but like I took it really personally, but wait, yeah. I want to take it back a second. Cause I didn't know that that's how this story started. Oh yeah, And I think that's funny because I come up with these scenarios, whether this is like a creative, thing that people do like that live in the business or that are in the business or like make movies. But like, I always picture something really bad happening. And it's like, I have this like split second where I like picture somebody falling off the cliff or like yeah. whatever. And I find yeah. that really fascinating that that happened to you guys. Yes. Yeah. And you're picturing it. Yeah. I do that all the time. And I'm like, wow, am I like crazy? Am I like, you're right. Am I a yeah. terrible person? But yeah. Could turn into
3: something called the bystanders. So
0: Bystander. you shared the story with me and then well, and then Jacqueline had done my um, had come to do my eyelashes like oh, yeah. two years ago. Three this was At like least, Three years. I ago. think
3: three, maybe four, because the that hike was four to five years ago. Damn. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I brought it up again. I'm like, I want to talk about yeah. this more. And I then I called Ash months later and I was like, because I had just listened to Homecoming. Mm. um, the podcast, not the show, but the podcast. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, Ash, would you be interested in making this a podcast? It'd be so much easier for us to produce this ourselves. And And you had just been coming off of your
2: podcast, the dance room. So you were kind of immersed Mm -hmm. in that whole podcast world and and discovering it more and more. And yeah, for Jacqueline and I, when you suggested that, I mean, this thing started out, Jacqueline, was it a movie first, then a TV show, a TV show, then a movie? It was a TV show, then a movie, then back to a TV show, then to a podcast. Yeah. And then Heather came along and was like, what about this? And for us, it felt, especially with quarantine and everything, it felt a lot more attainable to do at the time.
3: And I remember when you told me what Heather said about making it a podcast, at first I was like, but that's not what we want to make. I was like, that's not the end goal here. Well, there's and then, so much visual aspect that we right, going to it. Right, like we wrote it yeah. visually in our minds. Yeah. And, um, but then it didn't take long for me to come around to that idea because I was like, that's a perfect avenue. It keeps us working and creative. We yeah. get to make the story. Otherwise yes. things get shelved forever. Yeah. And then it has yeah. the
0: potential to become the TV show.
3: Yeah. You just never know the road that you're going
2: to end up. Yeah. And and with that, we had written, I think, the pilot as a visual thing. And then it turned into a podcast. And it was very interesting for us to learn how to... We're so used to writing visual Mm -hmm. uh, scripts. And this was interesting having to change it over to all audio medium. Um, It was challenging, but it was also... It was really fun um, to lean into sounds um, and make it a little bit more contained, I guess, because there was only certain ways that we could tell this story because it was only going to be audio. So,
0: Well, sounds like Kyle's drumming. Yes, mm-hmm, we make up a drummer. Really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, fan with her cane. Fan with her you cane. You always know when
3: she's in the room because of the cane thumping.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what else? I mean, even the musical score has signature instruments that come on if it's like a specific character. Yeah, it's true. That is like subliminal, whether you notice it or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, that just kind of tricks the brain into kind of grasping the world we're painting
2: yeah or bunny bell Pash wearing heels she's yes. always in high heels you know when she enters the room because the clicking of the high heels click, so click, click click
3: click okay so we asked a few questions on our last live uh, or we asked or requested questions um for this and sharna asked have you ever been a bystander and how did it make you feel ash you have mm-hmm. anything for that i do mm-hmm. actually
2: <laughs> thank you for asking um Yeah. I, I've had a moment with bystander one over the, like a few years ago that stuck out to me. It was probably a year ago. Friend and I were driving down the street and there was a a young couple with a child in a, a stroller that were bickering on the street. And my friend had thought she saw a little bit of aggression from the male to the female, some pushing, some things like that. And, uh, she pulled over and I got out of the car and I, I just walked up and I, I just was like, you know, is everything okay? The child's crying in the stroller, like people are looking. And, and I just was kind of like, you know, is everything okay? And he's pushing her saying she's crazy and all of this stuff. And so I just kind of simply turned to her and was like, he's trying to get her out of her car. And they had, their car was parked there and they were getting in, but like, he didn't want her to come. Oh. And it was interesting. And and I don't know the full details. I just know that it, it looked aggressive and there was a child involved. Yeah. And Um, on a street, on a street. And so I tried to remain calm because there's like, you know, a little bit of like, is this my business? Is it not? But there's, it looks a little physical and it is my business now. It feels like, um, and people in the nearby restaurants kind of started coming out and peeking as well. Um, and I, I just offered her, I was like, do you need a ride somewhere? I can take you anywhere. If, you know, if he's not gonna let you in the car and all of this, like I can take you, you know, just trying to offer help. She didn't want my help. Um, and that's when I started kind of realizing. But then it escalated between them. I could tell that they were getting nervous because people were, you know, out. Yeah. And um, the child was crying and all of that. And he got into the car with the kid on his lap and drove off. <gasps> and we all tried to stop him. Yeah. I, I I stopped and was like, please don't drive off. Please. This is going to be okay. You know, whatever. Like, was it a small child or it a was, large child? It was a small child in a stroller, like barely a could toddler, talk. Toddler, toddler. Like... Yeah. And, Cut to a couple of weeks later, I'm walking kind of in the same area and they're, those two are back together, just walking their down the street with their oh child, hands. holding oh hands, really fun. Yeah. And, and, it was, it was definitely one of those moments where, again, I, I asked afterwards, like, was that my business? Was that, you know, like, when do you interfere and when do you not? Like from our point of view, there was like a, she looked like she might've needed help. But did she, you know, and and did I escalate the circumstances because I brought attention to it, or is that exactly what needed to happen? I I don't know. I don't think it hurts to check, right? But Especially always, if there's a kid involved. If there's a kid yes. involved, yeah. right?
0: And you always ask yourself later on, like, what was my role in that? Yeah. And then you ultimately ask, was it positive or negative? And yeah. Did I offer help? I I think did I you did offer help? Yeah.
1: If, um, if they wanted I think you did it, do the
0: right thing. I'm okay. looking at you, going, wow, kudos to you for. Stepping up and saying, hey, can I help you in any way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, God knows, like, she beats him in private. Like, you don't know that. Sure. You don't know, like, what their their relationship is like. But at least you are trying to stop, like, something really shitty from happening on a busy street with a bunch of people. Like, yeah. and a child.
3: Yeah. And it's good to make them aware that yes. you're not... That's this true. Isn't your world? Everyone sees this. Yeah. Just so you know, if you do do something, we're all here. Yeah, we all watching. That's true. <laughs> yes, it yeah, that's true.
2: I just can't help but think like how he raced off with the child because you, you could tell yeah. people were gathering. Um, I guess I just felt a little bit like you know, did I did I add to that? But it's like no, that was his choice to do that. We all know that's not a right
3: choice to make. Well, it's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> I mean, that's where you cross, I mean, right. the line really. The rest was like, is something going to happen? Right. And then that happened. Yeah. So that's yeah. when it's like, okay, call the police, give them their license place. Yeah. There's a kid out there riding on someone's lap. Yeah.
2: Oh, and then I'm just remembering this. All of a sudden, she she was left behind. This other car that looked like friends came by and like essentially put her in the car and drove off. It was like it was their friends in a different car. Oh, interesting. I'm just remembering this. And they basically like came, pulled up on the street and like grabbed her, put her
3: in the car and drove off. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Go find my baby. Yeah. Like, what is this? So, yeah, it was,
2: it was, it's not working out, guys. Maybe. Yeah, it was interesting. So, do either of you have a, a, like a neighbor story to share? Anything about your neighbors, (laughs) whether it's funny or not? Or I definitely have a neighbor story.
3: I have a few, but I will pick my favorite. Well, do share. Do share it. (laughs) I, uh, years ago when I lived in Utah, I lived in this apartment complex on the top. There's three levels and I was on the top and, um, I'm a night owl admittedly. And my partner at the time was, uh, is also a night owl. And so the two of us were always up until like four in the morning and, um, I, we didn't, it was an old building. There were squeaky floors, whatever. And no one had ever said anything to us, but one night I probably was a little less self-aware <laughs> and I was singing. I was singing to what I thought was like really quite soft. I was like in bed, like trying to sleep. And, um, he, he was in his office, like doing something or whatever, but I was singing to myself in bed, rather like, not any louder than just like Da, 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 da. Like, not that loud, and like making it up, like making like, improv singing. Yeah, the next morning, there's this scathing letter from our bl- neighbors below us that is just like, I don't know if you think they're like, we can't hear every single tiny little footstep, every whisper, every this, every that, and no, uh, your singing is not that good, and blah blah blah. And you have the audacity to offend your singing. She was so <laughs> upset, I know she was so upset, and I was. David had gone at that point so I was got this letter did she slip it under the door? no it was like taped to the door <gasps> she taped it to the door so David probably saw it, didn't see it leaving yeah and I later that morning saw it and I I just I like had that first initial shock of panic we were just like oh no what am I I didn't mean to do this and then and then I was like okay we'll, re- we'll remedy this situation. I went out, I got, um, some bubbly. I got some like fruit. I got some candy. I put it in a basket. I wrote a really nice letter and said, I apologize. I had no idea left it on their nice. door. And then they felt really, she then came back and said, I'm sorry that I reacted. Did she face to face? that to you? Yeah. Her and her husband came up and oh. then like, we like actually had like this moment where we swapped apartments to hear what it sounds like, and it was really loud. Like us just walking normally, normally walking like to the kitchen was Ooh, so hate that. loud. I hate when wow. apartments are wow. like that when okay, you can hear everything. Worst. And so then we were and paranoid. you don't know
2: until you know because right. you're
3: on the other end of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. So then we had to be really mindful, but our sleep schedules didn't change. We just had to be super, just like stay in bed, yeah, don't just, move, like, yeah. Can't move like you couldn't no, walk on yeah, your own that's... floor, yeah,
2: yeah. So crazy. you killed someone with <laughs> kindness. With
3: kindness. <laughs> it, you know it worked.
0: I do time. love. I do love the end of that. The mm-hmm. end I do too. Redeeming. Oh, totally. Because mm-hmm. I was in the wrong.
3: I just didn't know.
0: Yeah, I would never
3: do that intentionally. I just didn't yeah. know.
0: Most of the time, that's the circumstance. People just right. don't know. Right. Right. I have no clue. And sometimes I
2: I'm guilty of this. You react because you take it personal, or you feel like it's like something like how
3: can they not? How know? do you not exactly? Know. You
2: take it super personal, yes. and it's like there are a million things going on with this person in their life that like it, you just I don't, don't know. know. you just don't know.
0: And yeah, yeah. So having, I, yeah. I want to ask both of you guys: What was your favorite part of the process? This whole thing, or do you have a favorite mm. part? Were there any like standing out moments that you recall? <laughs>
2: I remember a really funny moment was when we found out Kristen was signed on. That's so so Heather had, it was like 10 o'clock at night, 10 30 at night. And Jacqueline and I get this text from Heather. It's a screenshot of, of a text saying a conversation of a conversation Kristen and I, yes. And it said, um, it was from Kristen. And she was like, Oh my gosh, love the script. This character is something I can, you know, dive into, essentially I'd love to do this. And I think Heather had just written something like she's in, mm-hmm. she didn't tell us who though.
3: Right. We couldn't see the name. Yeah. We couldn't see
2: the name. Couldn't see whatever, but we both, you know, Jacqueline and I are on the side being like, who, who, who is it? Who is it? Like thinking like, Did else you get Kristen? Else yes, who else could it be? And I remember calling Heather, calling, calling. She didn't answer.
0: She had gone to bed after dropping that text on oh, us. And I turn off my Wi-Fi when I go to bed. so you, so, <laughs> you can't so I'm just like, and, uh, Jack was like, call her, call her. Just <laughs> like, who was it?
2: was it Kristen? Tell us. And um the next morning we get, yeah, it's Kristen. Yeah, <laughs> and <I> know, <laughs> we were just like very ah! good news. Yeah. So that was a funny moment that stood out of like we started getting people involved that were, you know, I mean, this whole time we've gotten people involved that are so exciting, but like, that was like a moment that was yeah. just kind of like, um, Love it was funny. a funny
0: little How funny. Yeah. Cause we, we, we did, we reached out to her and we didn't hear from her for quite a bit. So then we reached out a few to a few more actresses. Mm-hmm. So it could have been the other yeah. handful that we reached yeah. out to and we didn't know. Yeah. But really in the back of our mind, all
3: we wanted was Kristen. Yeah. Well, we had written it with her in mind, yeah. so we were. It was like a dream come true, quite literally. Yeah, um, I jumped on my bed. I was jumping. Yeah,
2: I was so excited. I was. I just so was exciting. like, "Are you kidding me? This is so fun! I get to work with uh, Kristen Chenoweth and and yeah, all these people that get to say the words that we've been writing for so long right. and. Who find it funny and love who it. Find it funny and love it as well. And then little did I know, we would just have this cast start coming together that just would build upon that, that I was just like, pinch me over and over. This is so freaking fun.
0: One of my favorite moments from, from recording, from doing our zoom recordings, cause we, we had to have the actors do these at their own home with their own microphones. Um, and so most of them did it in their, their closets. Cause that's yes. the most soundproof room you can find. There's so yes. much in there and it's so small and you can just throw a blanket over you. But, um, <laughs> we had Kristen recording in her closet with her boyfriend who is actually, is he a sound engineer? What does he do? He's, He's like a, a musician. musician. Yeah. And he also, yeah,
2: helped us with some sound engineer for Kristen. He, he was kind of her like personal engineer. Yeah. yeah. She
0: was in New York or somewhere at the time. She was in New York. And the, the scene where she gets stabbed to death, um, she she really needed physically help with that because it's kind of hard to like, do that by yourself. Yeah, feel the Thinking, reaction. Yeah, feel the reaction, like visualizing how it feels. So she asked Josh to like poke her, like in <laughs> with the, the highlighter. The highlighter. With a highlighter. Yeah. He was sitting in the corner of the room and he's like, Josh, she's like, Josh, just poke me. So he's sitting there like poking her. And we're watching all of this happen via Zoom. (laughs) It was so funny. While she's trying to die. Like, she's dying. And we're all just watching him tickle her. Yes, yes. Yes. She was like, come on. she was like, you could do it harder. Yeah. (laughs) But he's just like poking her with a highlighter. And she's like, ah, uh." yes. (laughs) It is one of my favorite moments. That was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah. Because we're still having to be professional, but also watching like, comedically a really fantastic sketch (laughs) yes
2: yes so now when you all listen to the the murder scene just picture Kristen
3: Chenoweth in her closet being poked by a highlighter
0: highlighter by (laughs) by Josh (laughs) it's so
3: great I have so many favorites I don't know it's hard to pick but right now coming to mind is all the improv that we got to witness with everyone Mm -hmm. but especially with Matt I just had so much fun watching Matt just play yeah and the songs that he would come up with yeah and, and just making us laugh just left and right. It was just, mm-hmm. that was the blast for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The and song, the song that you guys had written and then he brought to life. Yeah. Through a, a voice memo. We all got it mm-hmm. like through just yeah. a voice memo of just the song that was kind of his audition. You're like, I have this, this friend, he's perfect for this role. He's going to submit the song. And we both got the song. And I, I remember being in my, my son's room and I was listening to it over and over again. I was like <laughs> this couldn't
3: be more funny. Yeah. I mean, that's how he landed the part with yeah. that audition. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. He was just perfect for that. Just I think like he was a goofy guy. The only one that auditioned with that song that, yes. gave, that actually gave us a song.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So Katya. Katya? Yeah. Katya underscore AA. She asked, Who is your favorite character? You guys have a favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite. Ooh. I don't know if I
0: have a favorite. You know what? I think it is honestly Tim. If I had to pick, maybe. It would I, be think so well, so? I think it's Tim. so delightful. Why so? I think it's the jokes. I think it's the jokes that you guys wrote and then how he lands them every time because he he makes it come from a very sincere place. <laughs> that's how he was written. It's we wanted him to sincere. be very
2: like mm-hmm. sincere. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, yeah. I think
0: yeah. he, I laugh out loud most of the time when he speaks and same with Hop. Uh, hop yeah. hop mm-hmm. makes me laugh out oh loud. Oh my gosh. He is crazy. Hop. And I, I love the the
2: units we have, too, of Tim and Lexi yes. Hades and Hop and Fan He. Um, those, those units together, of like Tim and Lexi, how they just are in love and happy and the sweetest people and genuinely want to be friends with their neighbors and have a community. And then Hop and Fan, on the other end, don't want anything to do with anybody. They're trying to get out of the apartment building yeah. and retire and... It's just it's really fun. Just these, uh, yeah, these, these units of characters that we have together.
3: And I remember when we were writing it that we specifically wanted we enjoy writing couples that actually get along. Since so many times you see in TV and media that that's the storyline that they're yeah. fighting, they yeah. don't get along, yeah. you know. And that that has there's room for comedy there, but it's just so fun when you can see like a team.
2: Yeah, we wanted you know? them to
3: be on each other's team, and I like
2: that. And. Lexi and Tim always supportive of the dumb stuff coming out of each mm-hmm. other's mouths, and Hop and Fan years and years, and years exactly yeah. years and years of being a couple together, which is so sweet as well. And they still have their groove, and you know, love each other, and
3: just all of it. I, I love how in episode seven, they, there is like even like that little moment where she just like quips at him. And she's like, "Come on, get ready!" And he's like, "I'm yeah. ready, yeah,
2: like, I'm yeah. coming,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh, I love them. I
2: love Rick the killer too. I oh, love, yeah. I love having a lovable villain, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who just, he's so not, um, I mean, he's a killer and he's so just like, yeah, whatever about it. <laughs> and he makes you kind of just like, it's like yeah, a job. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, I, I just love, I loved writing a character that though he was doing something so wrong
3: and bad that you, Love him for it. I mean, the concept (laughs) of someone being so hot he can talk you into murder. Yeah, (laughs) just right.
2: which Amazing. was a commentary we wanted to explore of, like, you know, like, good-looking people getting away with stuff. That's true. You know? Absolutely. Uh, love the narrator. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, so love the so I was going to say, I
3: can talk about each one. There's yeah. no one that I don't like. It's true. At yeah. All. That's really true. Because we were really strict. Like, when we, the writing process for us was, re- like, we really combed through, especially our characters, mm-hmm. when it was like, is there anyone that's weak? Is there mm-hmm. anyone that needs to be revamped? Is there anyone that yeah. is less than anyone else? and. I mean, I kind of take pride in the fact that we focused hard on that. Mm-hmm.
2: What uh, What did we learn from this whole process? What are we? What did we take away? A no, shit ton nothing. of
0: things.
3: <laughs> A yeah, shit ton of things. That's True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are, What are some of the, the things that we learned? <laughs> Literally, the list is too long. Every day, I'm learning something new. Oh my everything gosh, is new every, in every producing, day. in the writing, and everything. I how just... to promote
2: this? How to get people? Yeah. Like right now, we're kind of in the social media, get it out there phase. And that's even a learning experience for me because I'm someone who shies away a little bit from Instagram. I just tend to be private and, and, but I I want people to know about this wonderful project that we're
0: creating. And so that's been interesting to see um, how to go about doing that. It's really giving me a lot of empathy for all these jobs that I never knew the intricate details that went into them, like producing and like When people ask me to post, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll post. And now I'm like, I really need to be more active and hop on that when somebody asks me to. It means so much. It does mean so much. It's so true. It gives me a lot
3: of empathy for all the different jobs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My attitude as an actor has... Changed, yes. Sadly, <laughs> because I didn't know some things yes. about this side of it. You yeah. know, just yeah. I'd like to believe that I've always been easy to work with, but like I think now, just having this new lens, yeah, it's even more so. Just like you said, empathy yeah. for the whole picture.
2: Yeah, and as an actor coming prepared, what it looks like on the other side, mm-hmm. what you know, what it looks like to work as producers with actors who have teams of people and all the people you have to go through and their social media teams. Like there's so many moving parts to what everybody does that it's been so interesting working with that and learning the mm. dynamic between that as we've
0: produced. I think what we decidedly took away from this too, what we had just said moments before we started this was because we were expecting, or I think we all tried to not, but did expect like certain numbers or mm-hmm. certain amount yeah. of people watching. And yeah. It's going to be takeoff hit and yeah. you know, everything's going to happen right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which know, it's, like, it's not with podcasts and many things, it's a slow grow or, mm-hmm. you know, you have a small group of people that really love it. And then you, you tell friends, but, um, that there shouldn't be an expectation mm-hmm. and that it really mm-hmm. needs to come from the heart mm-hmm. in order for it to be successful to you. Uh, Absolutely. That is
2: beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm
0: learning that as it's starting to be released even more
2: so of exactly that checking my expectations and just. Going back to that place that we felt the whole time of this has been so fun and has already exceeded our mm-hmm. expectations that we thought of on this hike and talked to Heather about, yeah. you know, a few years ago. It's already oh, yeah. blown us out of the water with, with you know, how it's gone down that it's like, can we be happy with that being enough and then see where this
3: goes? And, and I think, like you said, we'll be happier not having those expectations, right? So we have Matt. Matson. Matt's coming up, huh? That's
2: right. Matt Speaking of,
3: of,
0: Tim Hades. Yeah, we we Matt Mattson. Ask him a few of these same questions and uh, really get to know Matt Mattson. So yeah. enjoy. Enjoy, Matt.
3: Welcome back to Standing By, an after show special with our star studded cast of The Bystanders, hosted by creators Ash and Heather Morris, and myself, Jacqueline Hales. Today's guest is unforgettable for his endless talents and ability to keep us laughing. Aside from an array of movies and improv, he's also starred in a few viral videos you may have caught him in, like Cougar Stocks Man for six minutes or 40 Ways to Flip Someone Off. I give you Matt Matson. Enjoy.
1: All right, Rangers, listen up. We're passing the basket around again. So, let me make myself clear. There are things to fear if you go to hell. That sounds scary. Children, you don't understand. Hell is not some magical land. The people there are scary. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about
3: Of all towns. Oh my gosh. I remember seeing that poster in Utah driving by. I barely knew Matt. Um, this was over 10 years ago. And we had, you know, we were loosely met doing um, improv together in a troupe called the Thrillionaires. And, <laughs> and that's where I got my start. And he was kind of a veteran and I remember he was one of the major players that would be like on a big show. And driving by, and there was this big poster of Matt with a crown on it, and it said "The King of All Towns," quoted like it was, it was like one of his one of his famous quotes from "In the Town," with people laughing at Matt because he's kind of a celebrity in that way. Um, do you remember that show? That I,
1: I'm talking I do about? remember the show. And then uh, our friend Jake Swazo is the one that remembered that line, like the king. You know, because I yes said it offhandedly but
0: <laughs> it almost sounds like a medieval gesture type sure or gesture does. type person
1: yeah definitely a gesture just bring out the
0: king of all towns make us laugh <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: so is that kind of how you got your start in acting Matt was through improv
1: you know I uh I, I was always a ham growing up like yeah, it was kind of a yeah. super <laughs> in a classroom and just say the perfect thing at the right time that made the whole class including the teacher bust up and so I kept that and then I did improv in the late 90s um because whose line is it anyway was huge and then I joined comedy sports and I, I eventually got to work with Wayne Brady one of my heroes and uh and I still do improv so I think improv was kind of my wheelhouse because you didn't have to rehearse you just <laughs> That really, and you were
2: good at that, being on your toes and being quick and witty, which not everybody has that that gift. And so to have that gift and like, yeah, that's it's you're creating in the moment as you want and yes, ending. <laughs> I went to Thank Groundlings. I know
1: yes, yes, ending. I I was at the Groundlings for a while in L. A. too, and it's just so fun to you know, it's just a game when you're younger, but to know that I can actually you know maybe make it make somewhat of a living. In Mm -hmm. offshoots of improv, it was kind of mind-blowing.
2: I also noticed, too, that, like, yes anding comes in handy in everyday life, too. People Mm -hmm. like to feel, like, heard, the yes, and this. Like, I've been listening to you, and they're, you know, let's keep talking about this. Like, that comes in handy with life.
1: Absolutely, and I would also add. (laughs) (laughs) It really is is a good tool of collaboration because, yeah, you do you accept what's being said and you fold it into the whole thing. So, it, you know, cause we have a tendency just to think of the next thing we're going to say, but in yes. improv listening is everything. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And it, for sure. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, and you're multi-talented this way. I mean, yes, I knew you from <laughs> improv, but you also sing and act and draw. People may not know this, but the Trader Joe's right off Coldwater Canyon there. He, he used to draw all that art Studi- on the wall. In Studio City,
2: that's right. I remember Jacqueline and I visiting that Trader Joe's and you were doing a mural or something.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: What? what? Yeah. yeah. He used to sign so- painter at the Trader Joe's in Studio City and it was so fun. You can just get creative. and uh, Yeah, painting and, and art uh, drawing was my first passion as a kid, like growing up, drawing Ninja Turtles. So that was my first. That
3: Native. was the first thing.
1: Interesting. Awesome. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. And uh, in Studio City, that's where I actually met a lot of my fans. I met, I met Jane Lynch once. She came through my line. Um, and, we, and I said, I have a confession. I love you. And she's like, I love you too. She just yes-handed it. Oh, she there. just yes yeah. <laughs> <it is. laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Music.
3: That, yeah. Music. Oh,
1: and music.
3: Um, that's another passion, yeah. Do you find that it's kind of hard to balance all of them because you want to, you want to do them
1: all versus like
3: putting all of it
1: into one Avenue? It definitely has been, uh, you know, a thing in life to, to say which one do I want to do? Cause sometimes I feel more like doing music. Sometimes I want to, want to act and, and sometimes I want to draw, but you know, with something like the bystanders, I'm able to do multiple, right. I can sing, I can, I can act, um, you know, play some music. So, My favorite projects are the ones where I can actually combine those.
3: um. Sure. And people should know that you were the genius behind the tune of the Hell Song. You just basically came to our recording session and you were just, you brought your guitar and you just did it. (laughs) It's
2: part of the reason why we casted you is we knew you you could embody all the things that this role was asking for. And we happened to write a song in you know, in episode two for Tim and Lexi. And it's like, well, yeah, Matt could absolutely nail
3: this. Oh yeah. Well, well you, yeah. Oh, Sorry, Heather.
0: Oh no, I was going to say we received almost like sort of an audition file where you had sent it in and just submitted like the song, right. It was like the scene before that and the song and yes, we were dying laughing because it was yeah. just beyond what I think we had on the page.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, real, yeah. hilarious lyrics with it. And so, it was a nice scaffolding to hang the melody on and to kind of be creative that way. This is the, this is like the roles you die for. Like, like Tim is such a fun character, Tim and Lexi together. These are the, these are the the roles you once in a lifetime roles. I love hearing that.
2: I I know. (laughs) And I, I, love Tim and Lexi, they together and just who they are, like you and Jacqueline brought them to life in such a fun Fun, fun way, and it so helped too that you guys have these this year these years of rapport with each other, of yes, standing each other and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so that definitely came through with uh, with this husband and wife duo that are very oh, yeah.
0: And your improvs together were just it was oh, so yeah. fun to be an audience to that and sit and listen and oh yeah, not have to be a performer, but like listen genuinely to them just going off. Yes, oh.
3: and that makes
1: it <laughs> easy. <laughs> Jacqueline I think we we've always had that performer connection of like you know we we really work well off each other over the years and um yeah I'm I'm super happy about that 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 we can actually something that we can show out into the world
3: well and not just improv I mean I've seen you on set in Unicorn City too that was when we actually became friends because we had improv but it was like it was again Matt was more of a big fish I was kind of getting into the scene and then and then we both booked this movie, Unicorn City. And that's when like the friendship solidified. And then I got to see him like
1: act. And and then lo and behold, he was really great at that as well. So well, exactly. you're you're the lead of Unicorn City, the, the romantic and comedic lead. And so you really you really had the heart of that film. And so it was such a labor of love of all of us. But it was that's where I like I was always waiting for something for you to have that could really show your your acting and comedic chops. And um so that was a fun to be a part of with you and, and, you know, it has like an underground following, you know?
3: Oh yeah. I, I have some cult following. A <laughs> fun <F-5 laughs> movie. Yeah.
0: Where can we find that? Is that on Amazon? Uh,
3: I, yeah, it's, I think it's for rent on Amazon or I will go probably. Look. I'm going to go watch it. Probably wherever. It's, it's oh, kind yeah. of, a, it's like a gamers film. It's like okay. an, an indie for people that like LARPing and it's very family friendly. Cute.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. We're adding kidding. it to the list.
1: Horn <laughs> City. John Rice is in
2: it. Ooh, and Dynamite. So you can stream it on the Roku channel, um, and then you can purchase it or rent it.
0: Ooh, on I have on a Ro- Amazon.
2: Girdle. Yeah, you can stream it on Roku channel. That was oh, well. Here I I 2012. Oh, well, here I go. Um. So, Matt, your character Tim Hayes. Uh, when he gets stressed out or um, needs to be comforted, comforted, he gets into small spaces to replicate his mother's womb. Do you have anything you do for comfort? Do you do anything that makes you just feel comforted? Don't hold
1: back now. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't hold back. You know, I, I love to take not warm, but super hot baths. Yes. I, I love to take hot baths. so. I mean, so I basically get into small spaces to replicate my mother's <laughs> <laughs> It's So true. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, hot hot warm. bath, and um, I also like like drawing or writing that puts me in a zen state. Whether it's like kind of in my journal, kind of just brain dumping. Yeah. So those are those are a couple of things I do to uh, to get that. But <laughs> hot baths are numero uno for me. Uh, my
0: husband asks constantly if I'm cooking pasta in the shower because I run my shower so hot.
3: <laughs>
0: like, are you making noodles in here? Because I just love a s- piping hot. It's
3: so good. It's not If you're like not getting scalded,
2: you're doing it wrong. So exactly. Yeah. If your skin's so, not bright red by the time you get out of the shower, Yeah.
0: Pink. yeah. So I wonder. I don't want to get dark at all, but do I, I wonder with like hot baths and like drawing and stuff like that because my son kind of struggles with anxiety a bit and so do I do you feel like it comes from a place of anxiousness um with like drawing and doing hot baths
1: oh (laughs) most definitely that's why I'm a comedian because I have so many issues like um like (laughs) it, it, it truly is it's a way to cope like growing up I it was kind of not a super chaotic household but like you know like my parents were working you know kind of like you know, like a, a latchkey kid where we're just home with my brothers. I grew up with brothers and, you know, we were sometimes rough and tumble. So like, I think it was kind of my, my respite, you know, my, you know, w- way to zen
0: to... space. Yeah, exactly. I feel that way with my son when I, he constantly wants to take baths and relax or like at night he has trouble winding down and he likes to draw and he likes to doodle. And that's his way to like calm his brain down because he's just so go, go, go. And I try myself to keep myself from being so busy to almost like help him. Um, but I find that fascinating. It
2: seems like that kind of thing maybe brings you back to the present moment and the here Mm -hmm. and now anxiety I've heard is a fear about the future and what's going Mm -hmm. on and stuff we can't control. So we get anxious about it. Maybe the drawing and all that, it brings us here and now to what we can control. And, you know, I, I wonder if that
1: exactly right it brings it down to the point of a a pencil it's fine you know that it brings us to that moment and and being creative that's the dark side of it right you you imagine all these scenarios that may happen and you you react as though they're real and so um yes yeah yeah, it's it's the downside to to that
0: i'm constantly coming up with stories and i believe them to be real because in my mind i'm creating this whole scenario like and it's yeah
2: it's crazy. And if it's real in our mind, can it real be in our mind? <laughs> real, you
3: know, like when when right. can it be the further you go down that manifested and the-, the worse it gets
1: too? It's just spirals faster and faster if you yeah. let it go long enough. Yeah,
2: Big cool. imaginations, right?
1: That can be well I mean, and what you you ladies are all doing with this podcast, you're you're channeling that that creative power it's, instead of like <laughs> inducing anxiety anxiety, you're you're creating something you put out into the world. So it's Like, that's the two choices, right? We can either downward spiral or go up, you know? You know, that's so
2: true with this project, specifically the timing of it. Mm -hmm. I, I say, I've said quite a few times, of like, if I, during the pandemic and just mass change that we're all going through, if I didn't have this project, I feel like I would be in a very different place. I feel like I wouldn't have been able to have this, like, solid thing of like, no, this is what I'm doing right now, even though everything else is questionable um, in the world, it's like this I can anchor to. And it's, I feel,
3: I'm so grateful to have this project (laughs) Amen. during this time. So
0: So in the bystander story, Tim and his wife, Lexi find themselves in a predicament where they feel the need to steal from children to survive. (laughs) Not that we're stealing from children here. Have you ever stolen before?
1: You know, Um, Back when I was in middle school, so I was like around 12, I kind kind of running around with, you know, testing my limits, running around kind of the wrong crowd. And uh, there was a CD. There was there was this guy called rapper called Candyman. He did uh, that song that goes, but I love you so. Never ever going to let you go. Yes. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) This time is one of a kind, blowing your mind like only the Candyman can. So that guy, he had an album, and I wanted it because I was I was tired of just recording it off the radio, you know, like you did with the cassette. Oh yeah, Google it. (laughs) I remember. Yeah, right.
0: What you have to you have to be listening for when the song comes on. And when it does, you have to press record. So most of the time it comes, it starts later than when you want and it to. And yeah. then the DJ usually cuts off the end of the song.
2: It's like, yes. that was
0: Candyman. So you never have yeah.
2: this like song. Yeah,
1: so I was done with that. And so I, sad to say, I, I think it may, may have been a, a K- Kmart I went to and I was wearing my, you know, Lakers starter jacket. And I took a CD, the, a, a compact disc, kids also Google that, I took a CD and I, I took that CD and I took it home and I wish I could say that my parents corrected me and made me take it back, but they they never did because they didn't know. And I I kept the CD and I listened to it and I enjoyed it, but don't steal kids. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: doesn't have like the typical, like, and then I took it back and And I never stole again. (laughs) I stole what I thought was a pack of gum when I was a kid. um, And it was actually like Halls. It was like, (laughs) it was like a Halls, like thing and I was like I was so young I couldn't even tell the difference I was just like come and then and then I showed my mom and she was just like you we didn't buy this what is this and I had to return it yeah oh, no, mom you yeah. you bought that your sore throat remember yeah.
0: I think we all have to test our limits sometimes that's the job of a kid they have to test their limits and yeah you know we're not all perfect it's like you have to test the limits as a kid I'm constantly reminded of that from my kids and I'm like damn it
3: And wait a minute, Matt, did I hear you say that you had a Lakers jacket on? You weren't a jazz fan?
1: You know, my dad grew up and he was born in Pasadena, which oddly, my son was also born in Pasadena. We didn't plan it like that. But um, so my dad dad was a Lakers fan, but, you know, I was a jazz fan for many years, but I I had the Lakers uh, jacket just because I, you know, I wanted to be like my dad. So, um, yeah, naturally.
3: Cool. Just had to figure that out for a second. No, it was
1: like it was like <laughs> kind of like Magic Johnson and all those those guys. It was <laughs> Oh yeah. You know,
3: Magic Johnson. Um
2: so give us your craziest neighbor story.
1: All right. When I lived in studio, we lived in Studio City and it was this like it was this apartment complex that had like a pool in the middle. It almost like reminds me of the bystanders um apartment complex. But like it was just such a tight-knit community. Like most people were there like 10, 15 years. And basically you had all sorts of types. You had like the guy who was with the gray hair always running the barbecue, you had like the postmenopausal drummer named Pam, you had like the former boxer turned screenwriter Mario and you know
2: amazing characters. It, you knew the really name
1: was our landlord was this German guy named Bjorn who's like, "Yeah, so do you have the rent? Put it on my door." You know, like uh, but, but basically, the the <laughs> base they were always inviting us to do like their activities, like, you guys barbecue this weekend. And like they would kind of be a, like really in your face, like, are you guys coming to the barbecue? We're gonna watch a movie by the pool, you know, and we're like <laughs> hiding behind our like blinds, like we just want to do our stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was so there were so many characters of that. It was just, it was kind of like a commune feel where it's like, there's a lot of history going on here. And, <laughs> I don't know, you know, we kind of wanted just yeah. one thing, but that was kind of the strangest neighbors I had where they were all like, really, like, are you going to be at the thing? you going to come to the thing? Because we're doing a thing.
3: <laughs> I have to say, very that. neighborly neighbors. I was going to say that. I was like, this doesn't sound like LA to me. Because I feel like most apartment complex, anyways, it's very stand
1: up, like you don't know your neighbor. Well, you get kind of like, since we were kind of the like somewhat cool people, we we're the young, new cool people. And so, like, they, they didn't invite everyone, but there was this tiny knit that definitely, like, so they wanted us to be part of their group, you know? So I'm, I'm flattered to all of them. So if they're listening, um, shout it's out. because you were the
0: king of all towns and they knew it. <laughs> <laughs> we early want early. the king here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you the king of all towns? We're having a barbecue this Sunday. <laughs> yes. okay. That should be your TikTok. You should make a TikTok or, like, a, uh, what's it called? What are those things on Instagram.
1: Oh, uh, real. A real
0: thank you. That's oh, I mean. yes.
1: So
3: do you know Let's your neighbors currently?
1: You know, we we had some neighbors that we knew but they moved um like not too much. It's it's kind of I wish there was more community here, but um mostly people keep to themselves, but now that it's springtime people are a little more getting coming out of their caves and kind of like I think we're all kind of warming up at every season it, it changes. So, um sure. Uh, the the neighbors below us were um, they moved to a different building. So we see them. We're like, hi, neighbors, you know. Um, oh, well, that's nice. And we go to the hot tub and we get to see, like, we get to know people there. So it's like, you know, there's there's some neighbors, but not directly around me. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. their own microcosm.
0: Have you ever seen something happen and decided to be a bystander?
1: Oh, I have a story. My My band... Back in the day, I had a band and my bandmate and I were driving down a darkened highway and this big truck with the lift kit just sped past us. And like they were kind of swerving and they turned off their headlights and it was dark and we couldn't see him for a second. So about 100 yards down the the road, we suddenly see a huge spray of sparks. So like and so we, we kind of slowed down and we get there. Turns out they had hit the center divider on the highway because they were just being idiots and the highway turned, they overcorrected and they flipped up the embankment. And one guy was still in the car. Like the music was blaring. It was up. The truck was upside down. And one guy had been thrown like 20 feet away. There was debris everywhere. And so we called like emergency services and then just kind of tended to them and just kind of like, they were barely responsive. Like one guy I don't think was responsive. And and one guy was barely, but we're just kind of like, Hey, you know, you'll be okay. And, and like the helicopter landed, right. The life flight came and landed on the highway and stuff. And so wow. that was, that was like the scariest time. It was like, so, so shocking, you know, this moment of just being silly with your friends and, and they, they just turned off their lights at, at the wrong time. And, you know, and, you know, wow.
0: What a circumstance to be a part of
1: seriously. Was there a really? lot of other people around that saw it too? It was just us it was just us like oh. it was kind of yeah it was kind of like probably like 10 p.m at night well redundant 10 p.m at night but uh yeah it was kind of scary we just saw the spray of sparks and we're like that didn't look right and then mm-hmm. we got up and um yeah you, you know you could just you could just, like smell weed and hear the loud music and it was just like oh something happened here and like like i say we just tried to comfort them and until until the helicopter came but For some reason, I think it's my kind of chaotic upbringing that like, anytime there's a crazy happening, I can, I can just go into this mode of like being super focused and not, and not feel stressed out by it, even though I probably should if, you know, but
2: um, yeah, I do that too. It's weird. It's like, I, it's almost like, because everything outside is chaotic it's like, I'm trying to even out the, the mood by being very subdued and in control and like, let's figure this out and, you know, not feed to the energy of that. And it's, it's, it's like, it subconsciously happens. Like, it's like, it just, you just feel that that's what the, the situation needs at the time. And yeah, it's, it's so, nice. We need,
3: we need that. Yeah. And, and so- I wonder if I wonder if um there was a lot of other people. Do you think you still would have been in that same mode of like it's gotta be me, there's no one else. You know what I mean?
1: It's like it's 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 hard to say, you know, like I usually try to like I think I usually try to get involved and in, unless like this other day there was this guy asleep, and I have all these I guess I'm driving way too much, but like there was a guy and it was a, a light that was green and this guy was in his car and he was just asleep. And so this other guy was helping. And so I pulled in front of the guy who was stopped and 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 my wife's like we can't do this because I had my son in the back. So they're like we can't. So like I was gonna get out and like see if the guy was. And it turns out he was okay. He maybe had narcolepsy or something. But yeah, you can't put
0: your kids' lives in danger. That's the hard part. Yeah,
1: so, right. So, so if it's just me, most likely I'll, I'll probably do something. Not that I'm great because of it, but like um, if I'm available, I'll do it.
0: I just want to make sure, Matt, that you're safe. After being um, attacked by the cougar or no, you were the cougar. So I want to make sure that the person, the person that was videoing was safe. Did you, did you spare their life?
1: You know, I, uh, he, he, he got away this time. Um, but I, I hear the cougar still is on the prowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If anyone's curious, they can cougar parody. It's a, it's very ha- haunting, haunting footage of a, of a very, very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Following a guy on a trail, so yeah. I, Apparently, the the cougar is still at large.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I believe I saw a video of the cougar with uh, is friends with the Joker on a yes. motorcycle. So,
1: oh, so TikTok, out there with yeah, okay. where the cougar, there's a, the Joker who says like, okay, but I'm I'm a girl, and she's on her big uh, Indian motorcycle. Yeah, apparently the cougar had a run in with with the motorcycle Joker. So. A lot of uh, dangerous footage. <laughs> <laughs> There's Definitely so
3: much content love. out there of Definitely love. Matt Mattson, that you can find. Um, and uh, something I know about you, Matt, is that you are left-handed. And I did hear once that left-handed people are especially gifted. And if there was ever proof of that, it is you. So thank you so much for being here with us.
1: I want to thank you ladies for including me in this, honestly, like, the fact that, that you allowed me to be part of such an amazing pro- project that's not only so comedically relevant, but socially relevant and just and power-packed with, with talented people. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of, of this wonderful project.
2: Thank you. Thank for, you. We feel the
0: same. We, yeah, we really do feel the same. We, just, packed. Yeah. we can't wait for people to hear your genius. And <laughs> <laughs> I know for certain that this will do a lot of things for people. That love comedy in your career specifically.
1: Oh Definitely. that means so much. Thank you. And and I owe so much to you just for taking a chance on me. And 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 thank you. It's like I love your creativity. I love your 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 hearts and souls. And thank you. Mm,
2: we feel the same. Thank, thank
1: you. We feel the
2: same. Yeah. Such yeah. a pleasure to work with you. Such a delight. Um you every every time we had a recording session with you, uh, everyone left, just kind of like. Happy and on a high, so that's that's what you you bring to the table for people. Oh, thank people you, You're a delight.
1: And I, I had a helium he- headache for two weeks, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, should I take yeah. us out? Yes. Yes. He's knocking at your door. Will you let him in. <laughs> He wants more, and he shall come again. He will never let us down. He will always come back. To- just to let him finish what he came to do
0: <laughs> yes
2: number one hit. oh yeah that's uh he's inside us all by the second coming mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for listening everyone don't miss out on next week's finale of the bystanders tuesday july 13th mark your calendars